Well, hello. I'm here to tell you a mystery story. Let me set the scene. On the outskirts of Sacramento, California, beside a crooked place in the American River, there is a quiet little community known as River Park. And in this modest, leafy neighborhood of young families and retirees, there lives a little old lady who makes it her business to know everything that is happening with everyone. Her name is Dorothy Perkins, but everybody refers to her as Little Old Lady Detective because of her relentless sleuthing. Now we must confess that rarely does anything of any consequence ever go down in River Park, but when it does, Little Old Lady Detective is there to sort it all out. Little Old Lady Detective, a River Park podcast produced by the Bearsons. Music by Kevin McLeod. Episode 1. The Case of the Feeble-Minded Cat. Coming! Oh! <laughs> oh, my heavens! Oh, hello, Barney. You look terrible, Barney. Oh, Lady Detective, I lost Paul Newman. Well, bake a pastry and call me a tart. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that Paul Newman asked me to marry him? No, Paul Newman. My cat... We were on a cruise to the Lesser Antilles, and just before landing at the port at La Tortuga, which is... Spanish for turtle, you know. He leaned over and said that Joanne was pressing him for a diamond, and I needed to make a decision pronto. I told him that old lady detective will always prefer her own company, and so I set him free. I left the sliding door open, and he escaped into the backyard. He went over the fence and into the night. Too many crickets. Maggie won't speak to me. She called me a cat killer. She made Cat Killer wanted posters with my face on it and posted them on the stop signs all through River Park. Well, the cat will come back. They usually do, you know. I don't think it will. Why not? It is a feeble-minded cat. Oh, a retard. You know, you never hear about retarded cats, because then why not? There must be a certain segment of the cat population. No, no. Paul Newman had brain surgery. It had meningioma, and we had to take out a large part of its brain. Meningioma? Also, he's blind and deaf and has only three legs. Are you sure he didn't just crawl off into the backyard and give up the ghost? No, he can't even walk. Oh, three legs? He just stands in the litter box all day. Oh, well, you know, sometimes people put them on cakes. I have to squeeze him twice a day. Oh, for the poop to come out. What a miserable existence. I know, but I love him. I meant you. Your miserable existence. Squeezing cats. I mean, really. So it's catnapping, then. I guess, but isn't catnap technically an idiom for a brief nap? Not in this case. We have dog nappings and we have cat nappings. I see, yes. Take me to the last place you saw him. Immediately. So... Little old lady detective grabbed up her moped and took Barney back home to the scene of the crime. So I went out to set the time on the automatic sprinklers and heard Doug Jones walking Howard and went through the side gate to say hi. And left open the sliding glass door. Right. Ah! Where's Maggie? She's at her lawyer's drawing up divorce papers. She really loved that cat. Ah. Did I ever tell you about the time that Paul Newman asked me to marry him? Yes. What's this? It must be one of Paul Newman's hairs. Can you just said having a stroke? Oh my gosh. Oh my heavens. I've solved the case. What are you looking this at? This is not 
one of Paul Newman's hairs. How do you know? Notice that this hair is a sable color. And Paul Newman had gray hair. Not when I knew him. More than Auburn. And he had the most electric blue eyes. <laughs> but what about my cat? Are you saying that someone with sable hair stole him? Not someone, but something. A bear, I would think. A bear must have crept into your house and stolen your cat. But that doesn't make any sense. We don't live in bear country. Could have escaped from a circus? Seems so unlikely. You're right. It must have been a coyote. Well, coyotes do prey on cats, but I've never heard of a coyote creeping into our house. They're afraid of people. Well, we must allow for a range of coyote personalities. This could have been a very brazen coyote. I mean, why not? We have retarded cats. Why not brazen coyotes? But I heard nothing. No squeals. There's no blood anywhere. Well, there's only one solution left to us. What is it? The person who stole your cat was wearing a coyote suit. But it just seems so implausible. Why would a person in a coyote suit steal our brain-damaged Paul Newman? Well... Perhaps it is time to retire, Lady Wait! Wait! I've solved the case! I know where Paul Newman is! Where? At the river! Follow me! Hurry! We may be too late! I really don't understand why a person dressed in a coyote suit would be hanging out at the- Oh my god, who is that? This is Nigel Bullybulb. He's an ethnobiologist at the university. What is an ethnobiologist? And why are you dressed up like a coyote? Why well, study animals from their own perspective? My goodness. I've been studying a young coyote's family by that oak tree over there. This suit allows me to get very close. In fact, I've been taken in. One of the family. One of the furniture. That's wonderful, Nigel. That is quite incredible. I had no idea that people did this. At least in River Park. Yes, well, ethnobiologists don't advertise. It's kind of an undercover thing, Barney. Well, this is amazing. I, I have to admit I was doubting earlier, but now I can see. You must have Paul Newman. Excuse me? He wants to know if you fed Paul Newman to your coyote family. Perhaps he was seeking to prove yourself and bring home some dinner? I beg your pardon. I have Paul Newman. Are you sure? Blame it on me, don't blame the Queen. Oh dear, it looks like someone's escaped from the circus. You're looking at a sir here, of the night. Oh, he's mad as a hatter. Wait until the Queen hears about this, you bully pushover. Besides, coyotes don't eat dead celebrities. They do enjoy a good, well-cooked mutton. <laughs> My cat is named Paul Newman. Oh, I see. No, I haven't seen a cat. Been living off mice here. And of course, the occasional thrown-out mutton dish. Quick, everyone hide. The sound alarms the coyotes. <laughs> Excuse me, I was just stuck on a baby frog. Well, I don't believe you. I mean, we found hair from your costume in our house next to the place the cat always stands. Your cat doesn't move. No. It's feeble-minded. Oh yes, I suppose there would be some of these. When you take into consideration the whole populations of cats, some of them must be, you know, a bit daffy, a noodle brain. That's what I said. I'm so sorry, Nigel. We had to follow up on this lead, you know. Of course, I understand. Would you like a mouse to take home? They're easily freezable and delicious when paired with a tea biscuit. No, no. Thank you so much. Well, he wasn't daffy. He had a virus in his brain. And we operated it, it didn't work out the way we thought, and... 
Well, it's, it's a long story, and I'm just a little confused about how it is possible that we found a person living at the river in a cave, you see, but it is somehow not the same person responsible for catnapping Paul Newman? I thought a catnap was when a cat took a nap. Oh, well, it you is. You know, a pussy must get awful but tired. there is a second meaning in this case. I don't think that you can make up definitions for words to suit your own situation. You have dog nappings. That's true, I'll see your point. But only the detective, how do you know that Nigel here is not a liar? I'm standing right here, you know, and I'm not a liar. <laughs> Maybe from where you are, I seem like a liar, but I'm standing over here. Hey, Jiminy Crickets! No offence, it's just such a coincidence. Because, Barney, I couldn't help but notice that this piece of hair from the coyote suit that we found in your litter box matches this hair on your suit. What? Wait, I... Well, I have no idea how it got there. Looks like you ate your own pussy. Cat, that is. No. <laughs> have you ever seen a caterpillar that furry? So cute, so humble. I just don't know what to do. I've solved the case. Hurry, we have very little time. Jeez, <laughs> this place smells terrible. Welcome to the city pet. Abandoning a rescuing. Rescuing, we hope. Well, you're probably too late. <laughs> Why would you say that? I do not know. Have you had any feeble-minded cats abandoned recently? Uh, hello, old lady detective. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Mildred. How is Terence? You know... Still poo-pooing is the neighbor's lawn. Oh dear me! I think it's so wrong when people don't clean their dog's mess. Terence is my brother. What? Oh, sorry, your brother poops on the neighbor's lawn? It's a general population. There's a slim range of people who have tacky brain. You know, I always thought canoeing was a noble craft. I see, I actually, I'm here for my feeble-minded cat. Do you mean Duffy cats? We kill a lot of Duffy cats. That's just a terrible thing to say. This cat only has three legs and doesn't move. He's also blind and deaf. Ah, we have numerous cats fitting that description. Really? No. People adopt them immediately out of sympathy. Really? No. Are you trying to be funny? No. Are you? No, you have to squeeze him twice a day. Miserable existence. Sure, you don't want to forget about the whole thing? I love Paul Newman. Did I ever tell you about the time? Yes. yes. Well, maybe there's a cat that fits your description back there. Look at all these sad little guys. Hey, there he is. Paul Newman. Still has those same electric blue eyes. Oh, lady detective, how did you know that she'd be here? Well, it was simple, my dear. Last week I noticed a package from Amazon arrive at your house. I just happened to walk onto the porch and scan the barcode because I was naturally curious what it could be. Of course, it was from Evita's Costume Emporium in Arizona and was addressed to Maggie, your wife. 
That was her coyote costume. I don't understand. Why would Maggie buy a coyote costume? Here she comes now. I called her at the lawyers and suggested she hold off on the final divorce paperwork and rush here. Oh, Barney, you found Paul Newman. Well, old lady detective found him, but from what I understand, you were behind the entire thing. Is it true? Yes, oh, Barney, you know I felt jealous about how much time and love you poured into Paul Newman. Squeezing twice a day, getting down on your knees and nuzzling him. I couldn't take it, after all we've been trying to have a child for five years now. And this damn cat was no substitute for a real child. Then I learned that a cat had been could affect my fertility in Little Rock. Same cats do carry toxoplasmosis, which if transmitted to a pregnant woman, make her trap with the baby. That's what I heard. And then of course it's hard to get into the mood when Barnum was standing between us every night. He wasn't always standing between us. Well, yes, sometimes he'd tip over, having only three legs, but you wouldn't spend so much time propping him back up again. I just wanted a baby, a real-life child. I'm sorry. So I got dressed in the coyote suit and became a cat burglar. That's not the right word. And then I brought Paul Newman here to die for love. I hoped that you would find the coyote hair and give up. But you hired old lady detective. And that's when I knew our marriage was a real big failure. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I want to have a child as much as you. I guess I had grown unhealthily attached to Paul Newman. We can have a baby. We can try every night for the rest of our lives. Oh, I am so relieved to hear that, but we can no longer allow Paul Newman to get between us. Never! In fact, we can leave him here in this hellhole until they throw him in the fire. You are so romantic. Your heart lives and gives. Expensive Jill. He make a good pet for Terence. Brilliant! I should name him Jean Valjean. Looks like another case closed. Little Old Lady Detective, produced by the Bearsons. The voices 
of Nigel, Maggie, the pound clerk, and little old lady detective by Lillian Bearson. The voice of Barney was by Nathaniel Bearson. The narrator is Adam Bearson. Thank you for listening. <laughs>